What is up, sis? What's up? Welcome to Girl We Got This with me, your sister, Letitia Roll. Join me as I get super, super deep and real and vulnerable with some extraordinary women on the podcast. Get comfortable because I'm going to help you put that wall down. There's no more need to be hard around here. We're all sisters here. This is family. This is sisterhood. Welcome. We're about to step into our power and I'm about to show you how we can harness our stories. Are you ready? Let's get into it. This episode is sponsored by my baby, Tress. Tress Hats is my company that I created two years ago, and I make hats for us, for women, for people with textured hair that can't wear baseball hats because I struggled so much trying to fit a hat over my curls. Oh, guys, I used to have, like, dents in my forehead. My ponytail used to have, like, sweat just dripping down my back because it never fit perfectly, so I made a hat. It's called Tress. You can find them at tressforus.com. They're literally made for us. They're satin lining, so it protects our hair and keeps very minimal hat hair. Oh, you can literally take your hat off and still look beautiful after. Also, it's a flex fit, so it has a stretch because it's built in elastics in the back. You don't even need a hair elastic to put your hair in a ponytail. Honestly, no hairband marks and no hairband marks on the arm. You guys know what I'm talking about. Tress is made for us. It's comfortable. It's stylish. It's fun. It's functional. We need accessories made for us for our texture because we need to start stepping into our beauty and our uniqueness. We just need more products for them. Trust for us. It's it. Thank you guys so much for your support. You can head over to trustforus.com and get your hat made for you by me. Hey, beautiful. It's me. I am super excited to have this episode with you and I, another intimate personal one. Um, if you guys have listened to my truths about my miscarriage, I'm going to start actually sharing the word, what I did to be in the space. As you all know, um, to all my incredible listeners, first of all, I love you. Thank you so much. I got so much love about my podcast of my miscarriage. That was such a courageous thing that I did for myself, and it really unlocked me. And the love and the support that you guys gave to me, oh, it flooded my heart. So thank you so much. But now it's time to get to the work. You know, we all go through dark times, and it's so easy to be like, oh, get over it. Oh, you're fine. Oh, keep your head up. But that's not how it actually works, because we're human beings. And we have exterior worlds is what the world sees, and then there's interior worlds, which is our inner world that actually really needs the fixing. So I want to share a quote from Heart Mind, and then we'll get into the podcast, and I'll share some of the things that I did to get out of my depression. The quote goes like this. Unfortunately, in our discomfort and pain, we busy. Instead of ground, we fill. Instead of hollow out, we create noise and distraction. That doesn't allow us to hear what we need. This is what we stay in places. This is why we stay in places of disharmony longer than necessary. This quote is from an incredible woman. Her name is Sarah Blonde, and this book is called Heart Minded. I would suggest you guys read it. I listen to it every morning on my walk. It allows me to get deeper into my heart. But as she said, unfortunately, in our discomfort and pain, we busy instead of confronting this pain instead of sitting with this pain we allow ourselves to distract ourselves from it and this is what I did when I had my miscarriage 
when I had True Religion file bankruptcy towards me when COVID hit this past March. I distracted myself. I acted like nothing was wrong. I literally would busy myself and try to do work, knowing that I was a mess inside. And a lot of us do that. I'm guilty of it. And since if you're, you're shaking your head and being like, yeah, me too. Ugh. I did that all my life, actually. And you know what I realized? I was a runner. When I was younger, pre-COVID, when we were able to travel, that's what I would do. I'd get on a plane. I'd go leave. I'd go travel to a different space with friends and just keep myself busy. So I didn't have to confront what I was dealing with. I didn't have to deal with my insides. I didn't have to deal with my feelings. So I became hard. I became this woman that felt like she didn't need nobody, that she didn't have feelings. Frick dudes. I don't want to be in a relationship. They all suck. What? You know, when I look at that old girl, I'm like, dude, you were just so hurt. You were in so much pain and you just didn't know how to deal with the pain. So you became hard. And sis, the universe, God, whatever your source is, did not put us on this earth to be hard. We're here to live this beautiful life. We're here to feel feelings. We're here to be soft because soft, remaining soft in the world that wants to make you so hard, by remaining soft, you are the most powerful human on this planet. You hear that? There is so much strength in your beautiful softness. There is so much strength in vulnerability. Whew. It's easy to be hard. It's easy to be like, fuck it. It's easy. That's what a lot of us do. Because guess what? It's easy. A lot of us aren't able to sit with ourselves and cry. A lot of us aren't able to surrender. A lot of us don't know how to look ourselves in the mirror and accept responsibility for the things that we've done. A lot of us don't know how to not play the victim. And it's learning. And honestly, it was a lot of unlearning for me, to be 100% honest with you. So let's start the path of my recovery. So if you guys listen to my miscarriage story, it's on the podcast. It's about three, four podcasts before this one. It's very personal. And I share my truths and how I fell into a depression after my miscarriage. But after I surrendered, that is when I had the most utterly beautiful transformation that's ever occurred in my life. So I want to share with you how I was able to get out of this. Because a lot of you reached out to me and I'm here for you. And I want to share with you, you know, my truths and how I got out of it. Now, please remember, these are my truths. This is my journey. We're all on a different path. What works for me, it might not work for you. But I'm just going to share with you things that I did that helped me get out of my depression. Because maybe it could help you. And if it doesn't help you, maybe it could help your sister or your mom or your aunt or your dad or your brother. The more we share our truths, the more we share how we overcame things, the more we're able to help each other. And the more actually it helps you heal. So this is helping me as much as it's helping you. So I want to say thank you for that. So one of the first things I did to help myself through this depression was admit it. I was depressed. I was laying on my bed in a fetal position crying. I broke up with the guy. I had a miscarriage. COVID hit. I'm stuck in the house. You can't go anywhere. The world is like spiraling. What the hell is going on? We're locked in our houses now. And I'm by myself. I had to sit there and be like, whoa, Leticia, you're depressed. And later on, I actually discovered that I'm a functional depressant. Um, I'll talk about that later. But I was depressed and I was sad. And I just sat there and I allowed myself to cry. I cried. 
I let the tears roll down my face. And guys, I'm not a pretty crier. <laughs> I have these big blue eyes that turn super red and crazy, but there's so much beauty in my tears. And I watched myself cry. I actually took video. And one day I'll be brave enough to share it with you guys because I want you to understand that you guys see the beauty of me, my exterior, my light that shines, my voice that gives you all of this love. But there was so much pain on the inside of me before this. So understand that there is dark first before there is light. So in this darkness period, I was sitting there and I had to surrender and accept, Letitia, you're depressed and cry. It's okay. I videoed myself. I journaled every day while I was crying. I had tears on my paper and I was writing how I felt. I wanted to remember how I felt when I was video recording myself. I was saying how I was feeling. I have videos saying this is how I feel right now. My eyes are swollen. My eyes are red. And I was just sad. I was in pain. And I was literally talking to myself because I wanted to remember what this feeling of low for me is because I never wanted to be there again. So if I was able to document what it felt like to get there, I'll always remember because I have a now I have literal footage of me getting there and knowing what it felt like to get there. And says, I ain't never going back there. And if ever I get that feeling, because look, life isn't perfect. I might fall into a depression again somewhere down in my journey, my path. But now I have a reference to go back. Now I have something to be like, okay, it's okay. You were here before and you're going to rise again. So that was my reminder. So after I admitted to myself I'm depressed, I looked at myself in the mirror and said, you got this. I've always said this to myself, like, you got this. You deserve more. But how? How do I get there? If I want to live a life I've never lived before, I have to do something I've never done before. And it's so true. I love that quote. You have to do something you've never done before if you want to get to where you've never been. So I, I was destined to try something new. The first thing I did was change my therapist. So I've been with a therapist for the last year and a half. And every time I left her, it was cool. You know, I felt empowered. We were more like a friend relationship. And I talked and it was more of like a vent sesh. And I figured that maybe this wasn't the best situation for me because I wasn't learning enough. And thank God for my best friends and my sisterhood, Cody, one of my great friends. She challenged me one day when I was sad and she said, hey, I don't understand why you're feeling like this because you do so much work on yourself. You shouldn't be feeling like this. Can you try my therapist? I think she could help you a lot more than your therapist is helping you. And at first I was hesitant. I was like, what is she talking about, dude? And Cody obviously knows me. So she's like, Letitia, please just try her. Just do a consultation. So she asked me again. And something in my intuition was like, you know what? Let me, let me try it. Let me just try her. I know Cody loves me. I know she supports me. I know she wants the best for me. So I took her therapist's info. I did a consultation with her. The next day, I'll never forget calling Cody and being like, whoa. My new therapist, her name is Joanne, she blew my mind. The first day she knew everything about my background to my mother, my father, my grandparents, my grandparents that are deceased. She knew everything about everyone in my family because that is really where 
everything is started in us as human beings. It's our environment. It's our background. It's where we came from, our roots. And we just got deep in one quick consultation. And I knew she was my therapist. I knew this woman would help me shift to where I needed to go and get me out of this depression. So, sis, I changed my therapist. No hard feelings. It's all love. But I needed somebody that was going to help me shift, that was going to help me get to where I wanted to be. So I got a new therapist and I dove in. I went twice a week, not once a week. I went every Tuesday and Thursday. And let me tell you, there were some days I didn't want to go. But you know what? I did. Because therapy, it's like a treatment. Think about if you tear your knee. I blew up my knee, right? And after I blew up my knee, I had to go to physical therapy to learn how to walk again. Now, take that into therapy. Therapy is me learning how to work with my feelings. I can't just go once and think I'm healed. No, it doesn't work like that. I have so many feelings every single day (laughs) of 32 years of life. I have to practice on learning how to work with these feelings, how to manage them, how to understand them. So for me, talk therapy has changed my life tremendously. And I want to tell you, I know a lot of you might feel hesitant about therapy because I was too. I didn't go to therapy in my 20s when my friends were like, hey, you should start it. You should try it. Because I was like, dude, I'm not talking to a stranger. Let me tell you, it was the best decision I've ever made. But it's about finding the right one. And it's about feeling comfortable because you have to be open with your therapist. If you want this treatment to work, you have to be open. If you're closed, the treatment can't work. Think of it as a cut. If the cut is scabbed over, the medicine, when you put on it, it's not going in there to heal you, right? So when you're closed, the therapy and the treatment isn't going to go into your heart to help you. Your heart has to be open to receive and to be open to hear the truth. And sometimes the truth sucks and the truth hurts and the truth is scary. But that's the only way you can shift and learn. So to everyone listening, be open. If you want to start therapy, it's changed my life. I thank God for my therapist. If you have any questions or concerns, shoot me a DM at Letitia.Roll and I can help you and guide you with some therapists that I know that are great. And um, I don't know. I just know that therapy for me, talk therapy has changed. But I know people are, that don't like talk therapy, that do other types of therapies. And I think it's so beautiful. So again, I just want you to know this is my path. This is my journey. And if you have any questions or concerns, shoot me a DM and I got you. So therapy, I did it twice a week and it just literally brought me back to my roots. Bringing me back to my roots made me confront my mother, my father, made me confront me as a child, what I dealt with, having five siblings. I also learned a lot about my lineage, my grandmother, my grandfather. There's so many things I was able to unlock to understand why I am the way I am, why I attract toxic relationships why I don't have any self-worth, why I don't feel like I'm enough, why? There's all these questions I started asking myself why, and through therapy, I was able to discover why. And I can share one of my whys, and I can share this for you because I had this talk with my father, and my father's going to be on the podcast soon, and I can't wait for you guys to meet him. But when I discovered the reason why I was attracted to this toxicity of this man that was abusive towards me emotionally and or physically it was because of my father now my father is great my father is always my right hand man my father loves me loves all of us and he is a great human being but my father never had a father my father never learned my my grandfather was murdered um my dad never had a father to teach him to guide him so my father did what he knew best and let me tell you he did one hell of a job 
But growing up, my father was my coach, and we had this kind of turmoil relationship because my father was hard on us. He was very strict. He was very protective for good reason. However, he didn't know how to exactly parent us. You know why? Because he never had parents to teach him. So me and my dad had this toxic relationship to where we would yell at each other. <laughs> One time at practice, I threw a ball at his back and he came and chased me and threw it back. And we just had this relationship where I hated him after practice, but I would go home and tell him I love him and I hugged him and kissed him goodnight, right? So it was like this love-hate relationship and I carried that into my adulthood. So yeah, it makes sense why I was attracted to these type of men where it's like I hated him. They treated me like crazy, mean, rude, but I loved them so much. Do you see that parallel? Do you see that? And I learned that through therapy. So because of that, I was able to not be so mad at myself. I forgave myself because that was all I knew. I didn't know anything else, honestly. And I was able to, to call my dad and say, hey, dad, can I talk to you about something? Do you know why I'm attracted to toxic men? And he said, why? I said, because of our relationship. And the beauty of my father is he was so open to receive and hear me and listen to me. And, you know, he apologized to me. And I remember crying of, of tears of joy. And it just brought me closer to him. And I have so much compassion for that man and love. And I'm thankful for him because he made me who I am. And now it's up to me as an adult to unlearn these things, to make me who I want to be. You hear that? So, Dad, I love you so much. I thank you for being you. This is a gift a lot of people don't have parents that are open to receiving and my dad will be on the podcast soon um i can't wait for you guys to meet him but that was a huge breakthrough for me in my healing journey so therapy i also wanted to learn i i did a lot of research on narcissism narcissism because i was attracted to a lot of narcissists throughout my life i i did narp therapy i researched women that actually were victims at the time of narcissism and I did their workshops. I can share with you what I did in the, the show notes, uh, the people that I went to um, online and it helped me really understood the narcissistic person because I never understood it and I was tired of playing the victim, right? So I had to understand who that narcissistic human is and who that victim is and why and I had to break free of that victimhood. I'm not a victim. I'm actually a thriver. I'm a survivor. And now I'm thriving. But I had to understand what narcissism was. So that helped me a lot tremendously. Also, my environment. My environment was so key. You know, guys, when we're sad and depressed, we usually listen to sad songs, depressive songs, because our insidious ego wants us to stay in the sadness. Ugh, it's the worst. I used to listen to the saddest love songs. But you have to change it. When you're in a sad place, you have to have the power to change your surroundings. I would put up uplifting music. I put on Shania Twain. That's my girl. Man, I feel like a woman. I put that song on every morning. I, I put on some Nina Simone. I love some Nina Simone. Eartha Kitt. Powerful woman. Share That really uplift me. Diana Ross. I have them on vinyl. And I would play that every morning to start my day to uplift me. I'd light incense and candles because scent is very powerful. Scent can bring you to places. Scent can transform your body, your mind, and your feelings just by smelling something. I don't know about you, but when a fine-ass man got cologne on, mm, 
it's a wrap for me. <laughs> like I love smell. So smell, sound, and comfort. Change your house around. Make yourself comfortable. Make this a space that you want to be in. Because when you're depressed, you just sit in your bed and drowned. I had to get up. I had to rearrange my place and I had to make it lively. I had to make it fun. So change your environment. Make it fun. Make it light. Make it alive. Because when you're feeling depressed, you don't feel alive. You feel down. You have to find the strength. Put on some uplifting music. Put some candles on. Light some incense. And rearrange your room. Rearrange your space. Just rearrange it. Change it. Change is good, baby. Change is transforming. Another thing I did to get out of my depression, I started painting. Painting is therapeutic for me. I've always loved to paint. I don't think I'm an artist, but you know what? I am an artist. Art is depicted by the eye. Art is you. You are art, girl. You are a masterpiece. Literally, you are. And I started painting because it was therapeutic for me. I bought an easel on Amazon. I, bu- I went to Blick, got some canvas, got some paint, and I started painting. So every morning when I woke up, I would paint how I was feeling. I still have the painting. In the middle, there's a black hole. That's when I started. That's when I said, this is me. And it allowed me to face myself because I could see myself on the painting in color. And it was a black, dark hole. And then the next day I would wake up and I had yellow squiggly lines because I felt better, but I was all over the place. I wasn't right. I was off. And I felt like zigzaggy. I felt like kind of like in a, like this daze. But then there were days where I felt whew, red, fireworks. There were days where I felt back down. There were days where I felt like stars were bursting in me. And I captured this day to day on this canvas so paint find something that you can do to release emotion whether it's drawing painting singing playing an instrument running exercising you have to release your creativity and it's so beautiful after because then you have an actual creative piece you can look at so whenever I look at this piece now I'm like wow this is when you were depressed and I can literally feel my painting so guess what I am a damn artist Art is something that makes you feel. And when I tell you, when I look at that painting, I'm like, wow, look at you now. Look at the lights, the the yellows, the reds that are bright. That's you now. But don't ever forget the dark. That's the duality of shadow and light is to know the dark and the light. And that's the beauty of being human. So I would say that is the next thing is to find something where you can release and get creative move your body brother and sister let me tell you one thing when I was sad I wasn't moving when I was sad my body was tight my body was in pain you have to move your body whether it's going for a walk I go for walks guys every day for 45 minutes ever since March into April my depression I had to force myself to get up I put on the audiobook Heart Minded by Sarah Blondin, and I go for a walk. Walk. If you like to run, run. If you like yoga, do yoga. I do yoga now on the Nike Training Club app. It's free, and it's incredible. And Brandon Collinsworth has an incredible friggin' flow that you can do. They're all different. Beginners, intermediate, you can learn from them. Start flowing your body. Jump rope. 
boxing is another thing that I love. You guys know I love boxing. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, boxing is my heart and soul. Move your body. I know you don't want to. I know you're like, oh, I don't want to move. But that's your ego. That's not actually you. These feelings are temporary. Sister, understand that. This depression, this sadness, it's temporary. It is not you. It is the insidious ego that wants to keep you there, but you're stronger than that, baby. And there is light at the end of the tunnel, but you got to get there, baby. You have to get there, sis. Get up. Get up. You hear me? Get up because you deserve it. We need you and we need your light. Go for a walk. Get your body moving. Get your body feeling. Get, get life. Get life back in there. Get an audio book on. Put some good ass music on and go for a walk. And observe the beauty around you. I always look at the flowers, the beautiful houses, the palm trees in L.A. It brings me life. There's so much beauty around us. We just have to be reminded of it, especially when we're in our lowest lows. How you feeling, sis? I just wanted to check in, make sure you're feeling good, making sure you feel lifted, make sure you feel supported. Take a couple breaths. Let's recenter. Let's get back into it. We got this. It's time for you to give to yourself. Another thing I did was surround myself with positive people. I let a lot of friends go. I learned about myself. I had a lot of friends that were just there to be there that took from me because I'm a giver. A lot of us women are givers. We nurture. We love. We give. That's that's a part of our that's a part of our DNA. That's why women are so dope. And if you sit back and look at your friends and look at the people that are around you that you think care about you, you have to question them and say, hey. Does this person give to me what I give to them? Do they feel me like I feel them? Do they really love me? Or are they just here to be here? I had to start asking myself a lot of questions. And it was hard. It was grieving, too. A lot of grieving went into this because I had to let a lot of people go. I unfollowed a lot of people on Instagram that I no longer wanted to follow. They're not for me. They're not living the life that I desire. They're no longer in alignment with me. And it's okay. You have to let them go. I let them go. And yes, it was hard. Maybe we can talk about this on another podcast, how to let go, because I think that's a whole nother episode because it's not easy and it's a grieving process. A lot of crying, a lot of memories lost, right? Actually, no, memories just fade. You never lose memories. I think that's the beautiful thing about life. They're always there. They just fade and it's okay because you're transforming into another life another level of life another level of you and unfortunately not every one and everything can come with you and that's okay because you're as you're aligning you're going to start attracting new friends that align with you new friends that really support you new friends that are on your level of love and light those are the friends you want those are the friends that support you those are the friends that are going to help you get out of those low days that you have that's what you want sis that's really what you want Another thing I did, I dedicated myself alone time. I had to spend time with myself. I don't know about you, but a lot of us don't like being alone. A lot of us don't. I don't either. That lonely feeling. I grew up with a big family in a small ass house. So I'm used to having five to seven people around me at all times. Always. But I had to learn myself. I had to sit with myself and just be alone. Go on walks alone. Not answer my phone. But let everybody know I was okay. But I would just be. I'd write. I'd journal. I'd ask myself questions. I wanted to discover what I really liked without the outside noise around me. 
without distractions. That's why I'm low-key thankful for the pandemic because I was able to sit with myself. I had to. We had no choice, right? I took this alone time and I took it as a gift. I took it as a space where I had to be to understand me. Who is Letitia Lee Roll? What does Letitia Lee Roll want? Why is Letitia the way she is? How am I going to become the person that I've always wanted to be? You know, there's a really cool quote from Diane von Furstenberg, and she says, I never knew what I wanted to be, but I always knew the woman I wanted to become. And that quote always lives with me because I know the woman I want to be. I know the woman who I am, who I'm destined to be. But I had to know that person first to determine who I am, who I am becoming and what I want to be, what impact I want to leave in this life, what amount of service I want to give to my community and who I am, period. And sis, you deserve that. You deserve to have time to yourself. And let me tell you, once you start loving being like alone, like I love being alone. But I also love being with people. You, y'all see me partying with my girlfriends. Well, not partying, but being with my girlfriends, loving on them. I always feel like I'm a party when I'm with my girls because that's the type of love that we have for each other. But I do love my alone time. I love being home in my house with my music on, my incense burning. I dance. I dance with myself all the time. I paint. I take baths with myself. I read. I talk to myself all the time. All the time. My friends are all like, teacher, are you, are you talking to me or yourself? I'm like, myself. But I need that. I have to be my own best friend. I want to be my own best friend. I am my own best friend. Who else got you like you got you? And it's not until you got you, it's until you can teach other people how to get you. So this leads into having uncomfortable conversations. Another thing I did in healing and getting out of this depression was have uncomfortable conversations with people that I've had to have uncomfortable conversations with. So, for instance, I had one with my father. I had one with one of my best friends. I had one with a business partner. I had these conversations that I needed to have to free myself because I was always so scared to have these conversations. I was always so scared of how they were going to feel. I was always so worried about other people's feelings instead of mine. Sis, other people's feelings are not your responsibility. I'm going to repeat this. Other people's feelings are not your responsibility. And I say that in love. You're responsible for your feelings, for your healing, for your self-worth, for you. That's what you're responsible for. You cannot be responsible for his or her feelings. He is responsible for his own healing, his own self-worth, his own life. He and she is. A lot of us are so worried about what other people are going to feel and say, so we, we, we shut down and we stay small. But that's not it. And that's not how you step into your power. So have uncomfortable conversations and be brave and have courage enough to start these uncomfortable conversations. I was able to do this, for instance, with one of my girlfriends. And I said, hey, I would really like to talk to you about some things. And she's like, "Okay, cool. I went over and we had the uncomfortable conversation. And guess what? We cried and we hugged and we loved The cool thing about uncomfortable conversations is that we're so scared. We create this fear, though, in our head because it's new for us, right? So when things are new, it's uncomfortable. But as I tell all my girlfriends, you only grow in uncomfort 
Uncomfort means that you're growing and you're evolving. So baby, get uncomfortable. You're about to grow. And nine times out of 10, the uncomfortable conversation is going to make that relationship either 10 times stronger or you're going to realize, I don't want to be a part of this relationship anymore. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win, sis. Listen to me. It's a win-win. So be brave and have courage because you deserve this. You deserve to let all of that worry go off of your shoulders. Worry is a weight that you don't have to carry. You hear me? Worry is a weight that you do not have to carry. So I did all of the self-work. Also, one other incredible workshop I did, I have to shout out Kelly Kristen because Kelly Kristen, she's on the podcast as well. Um, Her podcast is about toxic relationships. She has an incredible Worthy Woman workshop. And it's a three-part series, and it's a hypnosis. And this hypnosis allowed me to tap back into my self-worth. It allowed me to tap back into the first time I felt unworthy. And in that moment, I was able to discover my self-worth again. Because as I know a lot of y'all be like, wow, but you're beautiful, you're cool, you're sweet, you're fun. Like, you must know your self-worth. I remember people used to be like, yo, if I had those blue eyes, I'd be doing all this. And I'd always be like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, they're just blue eyes, chill out. Like, But that's what people see. They only see the exterior. They don't know me. They don't know my interior, my feelings. Because my feelings had no worth of Letitia Lee Roll. I had no worth of me. I don't care what y'all see on the outside. If I don't feel it on the inside, it's not going to transmute for me personally. So I had to discover my self-worth. In Kelly Kristen's Worthy Woman Workshop, I would suggest that class for sure. If you're struggling with your self-worth, you have to get open and you have to get deep and you get into this meditative space. She does this really dope hypnosis and it's really helped me shift and rediscover my self-worth. The last and final thing I did was to unlearn all the things that I thought I had to be. You hear me? Unlearn all the things that I thought I had to be. I thought I had to have a house by now. I thought I had to be married by now. I thought I had to have my life together by now. No, I don't. These are just pressures society puts on us. You know, we women, we we deal with so much pressure, so much distraction, so much noise from the media how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to talk, how we're supposed to dress, how we're supposed to do our hair. (laughs) Oh, the mass media is sick. And then, you know, we deal with oppression, this patriarchy feel that wants to keep us down. They don't want to pay us our worth. No. Unlearn all of these things. So I suggest you read books and learn. One book that I can totally recommend about love specifically, it's actually called all About Love by Bell Hook. She's a powerful black woman. She's an activist and an author. And her book, All About Love, helped me understand man and woman and patriarchy and love. It's such a beautiful book. And it opened me up to a lot of different ideals. You have to be willing to unlearn because this life is made for you. What you learn from your mom and dad might not be right for you. What you learned in school, says half the time, it's just what people wanted us to learn and to read. It's what somebody wrote in books that we're reading. But do we even know the source? Is the source even real? All I want you to do is when you're learning things and taking these workshops, understand who the source is. Understand who is that woman or man giving you this information What kind of life has he lived? What has he been through? Can he even relate to you? Can she even relate to you? 
before you take these workshops or read these books, understand the source and where it's coming from. Please, please. I just wanted to put that out there as a disclaimer because that is so powerful. You know, for so long we were reading all books about love by white men that were privileged. Mm, why? They don't know what it's like to be a woman. They don't know what it's like to not be privileged. They don't know what it's like to struggle. They don't relate to me. So I'm not going to read a book from a source that doesn't relate to me. That's just me. That's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. But I'd like to be able to visualize and see someone that has lived a life like me or I can look at that person and be like, wow, I want to be where she is. Let me learn how she got there. Let me get there. So that's my two cents for you for that. But unlearn. Unlearn all these things that you think you have to be because you don't have to be. You're on this earth to be. You're a human being, simply. Whatever your heart wants to do, whatever your heart feels, feel it. Find your intuition, sis. Because I'm telling you, once you find your intuition again, you don't got to be calling up 10 girlfriends for confirmation. You might call one or two that you really trust to get their advice or suggestion. Or you might be so damn solid with your intuition where you just go. Because that's where I'm at right now. I go with my gut, I go with my heart, and I go with my mind. Because I'm finally all connected. I love you guys so much. Um, these are the tools that I've used to get out of my depression. And I'm still learning. I'm still in therapy once a month. I'm still reading books. Um, I'm reading a really great book right now, Mating in Captivity. Esther Perel. But it's such an incredible book. I'm always learning. I'm still in therapy. And I want you to know that you can get here. And you will. You know? And you have to have that courage to do that. Surround yourself with people that want to get there. Okay? I just want you to know that there is hope. You will get through it. And there are so many tools. And if you guys have any questions or concerns, shoot me a DM at girlwegotthis.co on Instagram or my personal account at Letitia.roll. I'm on both of them. So whichever one you guys want to hit me up on, hit me up. Um, I'm sharing what helped me. And what helped me might help you and it might not help you. But I'm sharing my truths to help you become the best you. I am literally feeling the best I've ever felt in my entire life. I feel new. I feel light. I feel free. I feel like <sighs> this is life. I'm excited to wake up every morning. Dude, I wake up at 6 a.m. now. I watch the sunrise. I used to never do that. I used to be going to bed at 2, 3 in the morning, waking up. Waking up used to be hard. Not when you're healthy. Not when you're connected to your mind, body, and soul. Oh, and I want to add one thing. Meditation for me is key. I always meditate daily, and I do breath work. I do five in and five out. I do that five times every day to start my day. That's one really cool morning ritual that I do. And even if I get crazy, because I'm not perfect, I still have like madness and frustration throughout my day. But I have tools now to reset myself back. So I wanted to add that to meditation and breathe, breathing, breath work has really been key for me. So keep on the path. You deserve freedom. You deserve light. You deserve love. We are love, sis. Do you know that? There is so much of you to love. There is so much of you to give to this world. In this darkness, you're going to discover your strength. So surrender to it. 
understand that this darkness is going to breed you into such a beautiful, powerful human. Failure breeds champions. So think about that in life. You might feel like you're failing right now, but this you have to learn. And you're going to commit so much time to you. It's going to transform your life. So baby, sister, brother, auntie, uncle, friend, tender to your inner world from me to you. And let nothing lure you away from your mastery. Remember that vulnerability is powerful wisdom. Vulnerability is strength. Do whatever you got to do to return back to her, sis. Don't ever forget I got you. We got this. We're in this together. I'm sending you all my love and light. Have a beautiful week. Hey, sis. Thanks for listening to Girl, We Got This. I appreciate you so much. What a powerful, inspirational episode that was. If you want to keep following the journey and growing and evolving together, follow us on Instagram at at girlwegotthis.co. It's at girlwegotthis.co. And if you want to follow me, it's where I'm sharing all my truths, my journey, and my personal life. You can follow me at Letitia.roll. At Letitia, L-A-T-I-C-I-A dot roll, R-O-L-L-E. And if you need me, I got you. Shoot me a DM. Just remember, every Tuesday there'll be a new episode on every podcast platform for Girl We Got This. Please remember to leave some love and rate, review, subscribe, and spread the word to your tribe. I love hearing your feedback. I can give more to you when you give to me. So let's do this together. It's time to rise, sis. Girl, we got this.